Welcome Northeast Conference fans to our latest NEC Now podcast on the NEC Overtime Pod. Today, I'm joined by Sacred Heart volleyball player Sarah Sizik and Central Connecticut runner Angie Rafter. In celebration of 50 years of Title IX, the NEC wants to celebrate the strong female athletes who make up our institutions. Today, we will be discussing the impact Title IX has had on collegiate athletics and how we can continue to push for equality within women's sports. Thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you. Thank you for having us. First, I would like to discuss your paths to your respective schools. Sarah, you're from California. What drew you to the East Coast to continue your academic and athletic career at Sacred Heart? Um, Sacred Heart, out of many other schools, well, not a lot of other schools, allowed me to do nursing and play volleyball at the same time. And I think that's what really drew me because it was my dream to play volleyball and become a nurse. And Angie, as a Connecticut native, what made you want to stay in your home state and run at CCSU? Well, funny story, I actually followed my best friend here. Um, she committed to Central to begin with um, and really running division one wasn't ever on my radar. Um, and then I just came here for an overnight and my coach took a shot on me. I wasn't a phenomenal runner in high school. Um, so he took a shot on me and yeah, I don't regret it at all. That's great. And in the NEC, the two of you dominate in your respective sports. Angie, you're a three-time individual NEC XC champion. And Sarah, you're a four-time setter of the year, which you're the first person to ever do that in the NEC, I believe. So those are just incredible accomplishments that the two of you have achieved since coming to your schools. So you have the opportunity to play at a level that many women before you couldn't even really imagine. What has that experience been like for you? Um, I can start us off. Um, it's, it's incredible. I mean, I'm really grateful that I was born or we were born in a time period that is really paving the way for women, um, you know, just in real life or in, you know, in the sports realm as well. I mean, growing up and hearing, you know, learning about how women, you know, back, back before I was born, weren't offered the same experiences. Like it, it just was like confusing. And it really wasn't until college where I was like, wow, like that really does tick me off. And, you know, it's just, it's so crazy to think about, you know, that we weren't offered the same experiences as men. Um, so, I mean, at Central, it's really, I'm trying to make the most of my platform that I have as a female athlete um, and really just trying to set up future generations um, as well. I definitely agree with that. Ever since I was nine years old, I've always wanted to play college volleyball and without Title IX, I wouldn't have been able to accomplish what I have so far. And I also think volleyball and college has also taught me so many life lessons that I use throughout my whole entire life. That's great. And like I said earlier, we're celebrating 50 years of Title IX. So prior to 1972, there wasn't equality as far as collegiate athletics and Title IX ban discrimination in higher education. So many institutions at the time only offered men's sports. Um, how has Title IX impacted your collegiate careers? I mean, personally, I am lucky enough to be a part of a program that really does include both the men and the women's team. So for cross country and track, we, we practice together. Um, you know, it's really nice that, it, it, you know, that presents an opportunity as itself because, you know, 
it just makes it so like the women and men don't just have to run separately. You know, I, if I want to run with the men that day, I'm going to go run with the guys and I'm going to push the pace and I'm going to assert myself there. Um, you know, I've found myself working out with the men's team. Um, and, you know, we just work off of each other. We build off of each other. You know, my female teammates will see that. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a really good environment that we have here on the cross country and track team. We don't necessarily always play with the women's volleyball team because they're a lot more physical and like stronger than us, but um, um, they're always super supportive of us. Um, I, we are a very close team together and I think um, Title IX has allowed us to become close and play the sport that we both love. And as seniors, what are changes towards equality that you've seen within your respective programs since starting on your teams? Um, as I had just said, I mean, there's definitely more of an integration between both teams, um, you know, running together, working out together. Um, it, it's really cool. I mean, just this year, I mean, we on the men and women's side of cross country, we both won the team title. Um, so that in itself, it's just, you know, when both teams have worked together and, you know, gotten through everything together. It just shows how incredible that can be. And, you know, without Title IX, I don't think that experience would be like that. I totally agree. Without Title IX, we wouldn't be able to support each other and both play the sport that we love. I don't, I think it's been pretty consistent throughout my four years here. Um, we're both, both teams are treated pretty equally, I think. And yeah. I feel like when I was in college and an athlete, like I didn't really learn about Title IX, especially in the realm of equality until then. I don't feel like it was really talked about, but it also protects athletes at any age, especially like elementary school level. Um, and the two of you have obviously grown up surrounded by athletics. Did you ever notice an instance where you weren't necessarily treated equally as your male counterparts were, but you didn't necessarily notice or know how to speak up about it, especially because maybe it wasn't talked about. Maybe not so much growing up or as a high school athlete, um, but I mean, as you had said, like I hadn't heard of, I, I mean, I've knew, I knew of Title IX, um, but it wasn't until I was in college when, you know, Title IX became more serious to me. Um, I guess like a big thing that I have really kind of been frustrated with in terms of my sport is at the NCAA meet um, for cross country, men do the 10K and women run the 6K. Um, so, you know, I, I do think that, you know, that difference in distance really does kind of frustrate some female athletes. And I know I had just recently signed a petition um, to make the distance equal, whether that maybe men come down to 6K or women go up to 10K or meet somewhere in between. Um, because that in itself, you know, just puts, you know, it shows that there is equality. And, you know, when females see that, you know, the men get to do the 10K, like that's frustrating, you know, the women do the 10K on the track and we're just fine. Um, so it would be, it would be so great to see, you know, a difference there. I definitely agree for, we actually had a, a talk with my team and um, we struggled with this this year, but like, women's sports are not promoted as much as men's sports. And it was frustrating for my team this year was because 
we made it to the NCAA tournament. We made it to the NEC championship. Like no one knew. And whereas football, they got promoted this whole entire time. Like there was so much coverage on them. And I think that's where we struggled with that because we're like, we're, we're in the tournament too. Like, why aren't we getting this kind of treatment or this kind of coverage or support like football is? Right. And I think that's a very common issue, especially in women's sports. I mean, I grew up as an athlete and my parents were like, you know, like sports like women's volleyball are the midnight sports. So the things that you're flicking through the channels and they're going to put it out once it's been recorded because they're not really well known. And I think that is an issue that we need to strive to like change within the next 50 years of title nine, just because that's still like a very relevant issue. Like you guys still play just as well as the men do. I mean, I've talked to many male athletes this year so far and they're like, yeah, all we want to see is our like female teams at our schools be promoted the same way or given the same equipment or the same like Angie just said, like run the same distance as us because they're just as good, if not better. So I think that leads perfectly into my next question to what are changes you hope to see in the next 50 years of Title IX? Um, I think, you know, in terms of the same discussion, I, I read a report, I think it was celebrating um, maybe 45 years of Title IX. I think it came out in 2016 or 2017, I can't remember. Um, but it, you know, Title IX has been great, but there was still such a discrepancy between male and women's sports. You know, there's more money that's being allocated to men's sports. There are more male coaches. Um, so, you know, maybe a, definitely a big difference there, you know, equal the funds, um, get, get more women on board um, on your coaching staff. Um, maybe, I mean, this kind of more getting into like, rough water here is, you know, more of a discussion in terms of uh, surrounding like stigma around pregnancy, um, abortion, um, you know, revising sexual assault policies. I just read an article recently about um, a, I think she was, I, I can't remember what um, college she was from, but she was a division one athlete and she was sexually har harassed and abused by her, her coach um, and it went completely unnoticed by the NCAA and they really didn't take any responsibility for it. Um, so I definitely think that there can be major, major improvements there. Um, I also agree. Sorry, did you have No, one? it's okay, keep going. Uh, <laughs> um, for, like I said before, I think in the next 50 years, I wanna see more equal treatment between the men and the women's um, sports, especially in like, coverage and promotion of games and stuff like that. I think that could be um, worked on a lot better. And um, men have so much more opportunities than women. And I think that would be a good change. Right, and I think a good way for us as athletes and advocates, the best way to like work towards that is to make sure that these conversations are being had throughout this season. I mean, Angie, what you just said about the woman in the article, like that is something that Title IX is there to protect against. But I mean, how often do you guys really hear about Title IX? I just remember we had at the beginning of the year, we met the Title IX coordinator at the beginning of the fall season and she would come up and be like, this is who I am. And then that was pretty much, we knew where her office was and who she was, but 
that was all we heard about. There was no more conversations on Title IX unless there was an incident. And then you had to go through the Title IX coordinator to make sure that that problem was being had. So how do you guys continue this conversation? Yeah, I mean, I think com like, you know, the conversation that I brought up, it's, it's uncomfortable. It's, you know, a lot of people want to avoid it, but in like using our platform, having panels like this is a great step in the right direction. You know, when you see athletes speaking up about this, it's like, okay, like, wow, like they can do it. Like, okay, like let's get comfortable doing it. Um, I think, you know, this panel itself is, it's a great step in the right direction. Honestly, I didn't even hear about like this Title IX panel until you came up to me after the game and I was like, wait, what, <laughs> what are we talking about? And I think a step in the right direction is addressing this like from freshman year. And it, I was just so surprised that I heard about this my senior year during the end of my championship game. So I think um, our school and other schools can do a lot better at um, promoting this from the very beginning. Right. I mean, most athletes don't even know that this is like the 50th year, like 2022 will be the 50th year of Title IX, which like most athletes don't really know. And I think that goes back to what you're saying. Like if it was talked about from the beginning of freshman year, like how long has it been around? When did it start? Why did it start? Like that conversation is important to be having, especially as the season goes on, because if you do it just with everyone that comes in in the fall, say you have new athletes that come in in the spring, or you're not really talking about it. You're not talking about it amongst your team or how can you as the athletes running and playing, like get involved and be able to use your voice. I mean, like Angie said, doing this is great, but what about in your campus? Like, how will you now knowing that this is the 50th year of Title IX, how will you continue this conversation? Um, just getting our teammates on board, getting athletic staff on board. Um, you know, I think I, I have been recently involved in um, the Student uh, Wellness Center um, for student athletes. And this is a great place to have a discussion like this, you know, if athletes feel comfortable about it. Um, so, you know, bringing information about Title IX in here is a great start as well. Um, but I, I do think it really does come down to getting coaches on board, getting the athletic staff on board, getting other teammates on board. And I do think that does start with more education starting your freshman year, you know, training, required training, um, making it mandated, having the NCAA make it mandated. Um, you know, I think that would be really important to do. I definitely agree. Um, making it a mandate wouldn't harm anything and it would bring more education to everyone and awareness to this issue. I think educating athletes on what Title IX is, I mean, a common trend I see when I ask the question in our general student interviews of like, what is a change in Title IX that you've noticed? everyone talks about how Title IX handles sexual assault cases, which is very important and really relevant. And like, it does protect you against assault by a teammate or a coach or a trainer or a staff member. Like it is there to protect all athletes against that. But Title IX is so much more than that. It protects you as women athletes to have the same opportunity as your male counterpart. It provides you with the same access to like financial aid and support from the government. Like that is the whole reason why Title IX is here. Um, 
A little bit lighthearted question. As women in sports, how do you feel that you will now be able to inspire a younger generation of athletes? Um, in terms of like giving advice to them, you know, have fun, um, obviously enjoy it while you're still doing it. I mean, some sport like volleyball, you know, that will, will eventually end. Um, you know, I, I'm lucky enough where I can continue running for as long as I want to, you know, I can just go out for a run every day. Um, in some sports, it's tough because you need, you need your teammates. You need just a group of people to participate in your sport. So enjoy it while you can, um, really stay educated on relevant topics, um, just within the sports realm. Um, and, you know, try and make a difference, um, use your platform as a student athlete, as a female student athlete, um, to really make a difference, you know, show other people that you care about making a difference. I definitely agree. Like using your platform nowadays, social media is so big that you can really make a difference with your social media. And um, I want female athletes to never be intimidated by a challenge or feel underappreciated. And just to remember why they fell in love with the, fell in love with the sport and continue to do it. That's great. Well, you two definitely are going to be the faces of the next generation of the NEC athletes will get to look up to amazing athletes like you. Um, what do you think as far as using your platform? What do you hope to continue to use your platforms for? I know Angie and I have talked a little bit about this. Like she really wants to advocate for mental health and college athletics. What are other things that you guys hope to advocate for as amazing athletes with amazing platforms? Um, I mean, I kind of brought this up earlier, um, you know, maybe just the stigma around pregnancy in collegiate athletics or just in the sports realm in general, like professional sports. I know I've seen a lot of women who have been taken, her, their sponsorships have been taken away um, because they become pregnant and obviously they can no longer compete for an extended period of time. Um, so, you know, just trying to reduce the stigma around that, um, you know, maybe in terms of like retirement, you know, what comes after collegiate athletics, you know, how to handle that, um, I think would be a good conversation to have. Um, injuries is also another really big one in collegiate sports. Um, so different things like that, I think would be um, something I would really want to use my platform for. I definitely agree. I think injuries and what you would do after sports would be a great thing to advocate for. Um, there's so many athletes that get hurt and they probably feel like they're alone. And I think um, that could also lead to other mental health problems or issues that should um, also be addressed and advocated for. That's great. Well, those are all the questions that I have for the two of you today. Um, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I know that it is not always the easiest topic to talk about, especially on such short notice. Yeah, thank you so much for having us, Sarah. Yeah, thank you.